All right. So welcome to the All We See prequel podcast, or what do they call it, pilot. This is now, what, the fourth attempt of trying to record this? Number four. I kept trying to call you a guinea pig. Or... <laughs> the, the point you was... You definitely called me a guinea pig. I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about being a guinea pig? And I had this little lion worked out, and then I was going to move that onto food, which would be travel-related, and then after guinea pig, can stop laughing. So we'll try this again now and see how we get on. I think that's setting the tone probably for this Yeah, there's going to be... This may, not, this may not be so fluid as we'd hope, but anyway... Um, First of all, full disclosure, I think we should let people know that we are in a fiancé ship. Yes, as you call it. So, I'm assuming all of your answers are going to be based around including me, or most of them. I just, I, I do have a few that don't involve you, I think. But I think generally, because, I don't know if you know, but we have been to 25 countries together. 27 if you're including Qatar and New Zealand's airports, which we're not including. We're not including, but yes. So I'm guessing from your 12 questions you have to answer that you are going to... You do pop up a few times. I'm going to pop up, as I should. So that's fine. So should we start by setting the scene? Um, where are we now? We are in our apartment. Which is where? In Valparaiso, Indiana. Valparaiso. And is that going to come up as one of your most favorite places at some point? Uh, I can't I can't reveal you that. can't yet. reveal that till we get to that. Do you like it in Valparaiso? <laughs> um, you know, it's okay. Are you, are you getting as bored as me? Yes, I'm getting as bored Do you as want to me. live here forever? No. Then we can continue. Okay. So let's start with the first question. I don't even have the questions up in front of me, so I probably should. Are you ready to delve into finding out about your world? You're going to find out about my world. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm Are ready. you ready to delve into that? I am. Okay. So what is the first place you remember going to on holiday? The first place I remember, I don't have... A memory, a distinct one memory. You know how some people will be like, oh, mm -hmm. when I was three years old, this happened to me? Yeah, and they're lying. Say that. I, I, I don't know. Some people, I feel like they do have a, like, I fell off my bike at two and a half and it, But you is know that I mean? through, do you think, living through people's stories and then they're taking it on their own? Or like, I you think see a photo of, of something, then all of a sudden you think you remember that, but you just yeah, remember Yeah, probably. But anyway, the point is I don't, I don't have a distinct age or a distinct trip in mind. But I do have my main childhood memory in terms of travel or trips is definitely going to Florida, which is, as someone from the U.S., is very cliche. I was going to say, is that a cliche thing for people here? Yes. Say, for obviously, from the Midwest, if you're out west, you're not going to go to Florida. Or do, do, oh, good point. Yeah. No, I would say probably Midwest or, like, East Coast people. So, it's very cliche, but which doesn't make it bad. No, no. Very good. Very good memories from it. But yes, um, it's pretty standard. Because coming from the UK, I would say the cliche if you come to America is to go to Florida. So even though we're oh, right. on the other side of the world, we were still drawn to the same place. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because it's on that side, on the east. Yeah, maybe, but... Still, yeah. Why, why do Americans go there? So we would always go on spring break, which over here is you get a week of vacation. Usually it's like in March and it's still where we're from, where I lived in the Midwest, it was still cold up here. So you'd always go south. So you fly south for, for winter. Yeah, we would drive, but yes, well, basically, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, we, you would go south for winter. Um, so yeah, I think that's mostly why. Um, 
So you just go as far south as you could, which would you'd end up in Florida, and that's where we would always go. So it was always usually around March. But I just remember again, I don't remember a distinct trip, but I remember going like almost every year as a kid. We'd always go to Florida. So when you said you'd drive, how long would that take? What's the what's the distance? in time right so we went a few different pl- i remember like there were repeat places like there's this place called destin we would go we went there several times but i know we went to other places too because i remember that was kind of the build-up was like where are we going mm-hmm. which which city or town are we going to um but i think for my parents sake they always pick somewhere on like the north side of florida because you can add so many hours going south in florida because it's a long state so they would always pick somewhere kind of north. So we ended up in the same kind of areas. Um, but anyway, I think I think that is like about 15-hour drive. But obviously, you add kids in that with stops. It's longer. Wee breaks. Wee breaks. Snack breaks. And you do this in one day? No. From my memory, and I don't, I don't think we ever drove through the night. I, I have mem- a memory of doing lots of hotels because as a kid, that was exciting too. Yeah. So you would... And you know what? My parents are very spontaneous about the hotels because I feel like when we take trips, we always kind of, you kind of know like, oh, we'll get to here. We have somewhere booked up. But do you think that's because things have changed? So now you go online and Mm -hmm. go, let's see where there's a hotel halfway there and you book it in advance. And then you get to that point, you're like, oh, I could have carried on, but now we've booked it. Whereas back then, they couldn't have that luxury of doing that in advance. So they would have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. In a more spontaneous way because they couldn't just be like, oh, let's just look at the phone and see what's going on. Yeah, I think probably technology has changed that. I always remember us being in the car and them like having discussion, like should we drive another hour and a half or should we... Probably based on how the kids are. How the kids are, how they're like... Because they would drive, it would start getting dark and they would just keep driving. Um, But I I have memories of being asleep like in the back of the car and then pulling into these hotels, coming going in, coming out and going... Oh, they're full, but they said the one down the road's empty. So we'd like move on to the next one. Did you have the sweet box? What's the sweet box? So the sweet box is when the parents are trying to get you as far as they can, and then they go, we need to get another hour out of this. Let's get the sweet box out. And then they make a fuss of it, and everyone's like, yeah, sweet. So then it shuts you up for another 20 minutes or so. We did not have the sweet box. Did you call it that? Well, sweet tin. The same thing. We didn't have a name for it, but we oh, my mom always did pack. We had a cooler. The bribery. The bribery cooler. So I don't have a memory of this, but I'm guessing at some point she would get out the cooler. Although I do remember, that reminds me, I remember always packing, like the week leading up, I'd bring a little backpack into the car. And the yeah. things that went into that backpack were so exciting. to be like, you're an adult. What do you want to take? You've got to pack your stuff. We'd this get, is responsible. Yeah. Your responsibility. That kind yep. of thing, right? And we'd get to go to like the bookstore and get like two magazines and a new book. And then I'd have my little CD player and I'd have to pick up my CD and like, oh, I need this. I need this. And I'd like almost like plan out what I was going to do in that drive. And it was really exciting. I think we had the same thing growing up, except our road trip was like four hours Mm -hmm. because obviously the country was a lot smaller. But that for us was like an insane, oh my God, it's a four hour drive. Are we going to make it kind of thing? There's no arguing, blah, 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 blah. Let's go through the talk. Where here we would not even consider like a four hour drive. But was that nothing? Do you remember it? I mean, you might be too young, but do you remember it feeling like a long trip? Or was it a second you leave that driveway or get in the rental car? You're like, the holiday started. This yeah, is the I actually, I think 
again, you could ask my parents, but I think because it was just me and my brother, I think we were pretty good because my parents would always rent a van. So we would each, we were so spoiled. We'd each get a row in the van. So I could basically, as a kid, stretch out. Still can now. Yeah. (laughs) I'd always have like a pillow and a blanket, you know, everything. So I remember actually quite enjoying it. Um, We'd always play like card games. And then like, you'd get like a little bit of like, they were pretty good at not getting us fast food, but like you'd still get like you food get, you weren't used you'd to. Get a treat, a treat, all that. So I think that it was quite exciting. So as soon as we left, although I will say what came to mind when you said that is, I remember. It's so funny how you have like distinct memories of these things. I remember as soon as we would get to like the Florida area, you could tell because there'd be palm trees, mm-hmm. and I remember at that point I was ready to be done because I I was so excited to get to the house or the condo. So as soon as like Florida has a very, at least area we went to, like the roads, the way they were designed at these like resort areas was like, on, there would always be like a line of palm trees in the middle. Mm-hmm. So you'd be driving down. Which is something you have nothing like around here. No. And there'd be beach. These They have these very distinct tour, like souvenir shops. They're big shops that have, they sell so many t-shirts and surfboards and pool toys and all that stuff. And you start seeing those too. And as soon as I saw those, I was like, are we close? How much longer? I think that's when we got probably annoying because I was like ready. I was so excited. But until then, I think I was fine. So what we've done so far is something that I always make fun of my dad for in that we've asked him about the first, his trip and we talk about the journey. Oh, <laughs> we have. The destination. We? Yeah. My dad will tell you from A to B every single road he went on and how many times he filled up and what the gas price was. I don't and know the gas price. From, the trip. Okay. I'm not going to ask you about the gas price. Um, um, I couldn't give you an answer. So we'll... Before we go on to the next one, on this, though, when you're there, when you're at Destin, Destination Destin, mm-hmm. like how long are you there for and what's your, what are you doing there? So we were always there a week. Um, the typical thing would be, I, I think what we usually did was we'd get there Sunday. Gosh. Yeah. I think we would leave like early Saturday and get there Sunday. And then you'd have the, the condo or the house until the next Saturday. And then you drive home. So like your weekends were always driving because that's what we did. So you pretty mm-hmm. much, it went so fast because you pretty much just had during the week that I'm, you were there. I'm guessing you're just doing, playing on the beach, oh, eating at yeah. restaurants. So every day was the same in a good way. You wake up, slather on the sunscreen, put on your, you know, beach gear. And we would be at the ocean. We would go down in the sand and you'd be there the entire day from whatever time early until probably like four o'clock, get sunburned. You go back, you shower, you get ready. And then almost every night we would go out to dinner. Like probably my parents would cook like one night maybe, but because that was part of like the vacation, we would always go out to dinner, which was almost just as fun because you don't usually do that at home as much. And we'd always go to um, like these seafood restaurants. They really like, not, not nice ones, like, no, but nice I, enough. But I'm not. guessing like it's going to be commercial. Yes, like tr- like pick your one you want to go into. They're all yes, like same. touristy ones, but they're so yeah. fun because they're all like decked out in beach vibes and colors. And um, I always got to my parents would always get uh, like fun drinks, but we would always get like the virgin daiquiris and pina coladas that didn't have alcohol, but that was exciting. And yeah. um, and then the next day was always the same thing, but it was fun. 
but that's kind of that's what those trips are about that's my childhood is the same except a lot colder and wetter but still on the beach mm-hmm. same thing same vibe yeah okay number two where is the place or destination you have visited most in your lifetime i think yeah no i know it's it's got to be england but i don't know how many times i've been there although i will say the other day i checked my passport because we're possibly going on a trip soon and i had this panic moment where i thought oh like when does it expire um, of oh, the passport itself. Yes. Jeez. It's fine, by the way, 2025. Okay. <laughs> but I had this moment, so I went and checked it, and I thought, oh, because we've been talking about uh, these questions, I thought, oh, I should go look at, like, I wonder if it's in there, like how many times I've been there. I've had that passport since, since 2015, but I first came to England in 2014 twice, so it's missing two of them. Mm-hmm. But I think it's got seven trips in there. So, you've done so I think I've nine. done nine, but yeah. I could be wrong because it's hard to keep track. But I think I've been to the UK nine times. And is this the UK as a whole or a specific place that you're thinking? I'm thinking flying into London, always going to London to a degree. But also, I'm trying to think if every time I've flown into London, if I've gone to Benfleet where you're from or not. No, because some of the time I lived in London. You did, but I, I was trying to think if we went like to visit your family every time or not. We would have probably. I don't yes. think I did the very first time, did I? No, you're a secret. Yeah. Secret. <laughs> but point, there wasn't really a point to me going that we were just friends and no. like, it'd be kind of weird to like. Yeah, this is my friend. We may be dating in the future, not sure yet. <laughs> yeah. We weren't even in that stage. But anyway, so. so I would say when I when I answer that, I would say England, but yeah. specifically London. And most of our time has been spent in London. So. Question. Does it always rain in London? No. False. Yes. Don't get me started on that one. Thank you. It doesn't. No. Um, the first thing you said to me, when I remember when you first came to me <laughs> the first time, we I met you at the airport and then um, we had to get a train because I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. And you came out of the tube station. I think we were near Westminster, so near Big Ben. And the first thing you said was, everything's so small. <laughs> but like you were like... In a really cool way, like, oh my god, it's so cute. Really? Because I think I don't remember saying that. Yeah, you said that because I think, like, if you're looking at say Big Ben, it's quite underwhelming. Yes. Nothing compared to what you compared to picture. especially over here where all your cities are something mm-hmm. bigger. Um, like when I first came to Chicago, I was like, fuck me, everything's so big because mm-hmm. it's just skyscraper, skyscraper, which you don't really have that in London. And you're like, oh, it's so cute, everything's so small, and it's like the streets are narrow. Oh, that's the biggest difference for me is those narrow streets. And you have the, the alleyways and the little ways you cut down, little shortcuts yeah. through things. And you just, you get, oh, it's so, so cute. It's so small. And I was like, I, it's, think, I think that's good. I think it's also like, it's cute. And it's so, like, for me, it's so picturesque. Yeah. Because it's just older looking and, and did it's it, so cute. Did it for you feel familiar when you got there? Because it's something that's, if it's so iconic and you've seen it before, mm-hmm. did you feel like you knew it already? Kind of. Because I feel like that when I came to America, I felt like like every movie you watch growing up is American, it's Hollywood. So I've seen Chicago yeah. a million times and I get that, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, and I think over here, like what you see is the, obviously like the Big Ben, the red uh, phone oh, boxes, like all the cliche stuff, yeah. which is still there and is still amazing. 
But I think like once you get to know a place, it's even better than that. Mm -hmm. So it only got better. Like, but you're right. I did feel like I could kind of picture it and it was familiar, but it also was better than that. All right. Number three, if you could relive one particular trip from your life, what would it be? So it's a trip you've done. Mm -hmm. So all those memories are there, but you relive it. You go back and do that same thing again. Which makes you kind of nervous, doesn't it? Because it might not be as good that time. Yeah, you don't want to ruin it. Something that's perfect. But right. if you had to pick something you've done, <laughs> yeah, because for good reasons, you go back and you relive it. Yeah. I would pick our first trip to Ireland, which was in 2014, right? That was, yeah. That my was first, was that my London. first trip over? Yeah, or, I think so. Yeah, I think. And we went on a trip to Ireland. So when I, gra- when I was, it was right after I graduated uh, grad school, I had some time off before starting work. And I thought, oh, I'm going to come see you and see England and all that. And we just, I think we just decided, oh, we might as well pop over to Ireland too. Mm-hmm. It was a short trip, but we like thought three days. Yeah, it was so short, but we thought, oh, we might as well plan that. And that was for me a very important and enjoyable trip. And I would pick that one. And what did we did basically a road trip across the country. Yeah. We drove from Dublin, which is on the, it's on the east coast and then you we drove pretty much right over to the west coast and then explored the west coast Mm -hmm. uh, which is oh my gosh just so beautiful so i basically on that time i took you on the same trip i'd already done before right i forgot yeah and it was like not that i was trying to impress you but like i love this she'd love this and i then the reason I say that is because I think we've then redone that again ourselves when your parents came. Um, we took them. We've the redone it. I was going to say, yeah, we've relived it already, kind of. So we've done Ireland. Well, you've done Ireland twice. I've done it a few times, mm-hmm. but I've done the same, same. journey. And I think we joked that next time we go back, we're not allowed in that area. No, because there's so much more out there that we haven't seen. But it's, um, I don't know if your memory is the same as mine, but it's the Dingle Peninsula. It's mm-hmm. the narrow roads. That's it, yeah. It's the windy, horrible weather coast but it doesn't matter it's the one country where it doesn't matter it's better if it's raining for me like when i picture it it's those winding you drove because you're better driving on those roads but i can picture like when we went that first trip that i'm mentioning it was very foggy and rainy and most of the time yeah yeah, so i remember like being at these supposed outlook photo ops and not seeing anything but like it didn't matter at all the drives there, like these windy roads, and we had music on. And I just remember thinking, like, this is awesome. Like, it was such a good feeling. Um, but I think also between you and I, that's kind of why it's special to me, too, is it was our first trip together, and we were just friends at that point. But yeah, it well, was changing at that point. And, and the whole point of this question is, is to personal to each person that yeah. I want it to be personal to people. It's not necessarily the best. It, it, the circumstance is really important. Mm-hmm. So if you did that in, on a different for a different reason, it would be a different. You would have a different answer for that reason. So right. it, it fits, but it also happens to be one of the most scenic, right. incredible places. I think when I was there because of that, because you and I were figuring out what we were doing with our relationship at the same time. But I remember the setting being like, "Is this real?" Also, like, I think we're road trip people. We are, yeah. So that kind of fit. What I've written down here in my notes is. Um, drive by day, drink by night. Mm-hmm. Because all we did was pint after pint of Guinness. Yeah. I did pretty well at the Guinness. You did? Until I think, again, it was a short trip, but I think the last night 
if I said to you, I can't do it anymore, it, yeah. it gives you like a heavy feeling. Oh, every, every pint of Guinness today in a loaf of bread. Yeah. And then by the time. But I was surprised how much I enjoyed it until that point. It's quite tasty, but yeah, heavy. It goes down well with the music. And we also, I don't know if we did more once. I can picture one of the rooms, I think only because I took a picture of it and I've seen the picture since, but we slept above at least one pub, oh, which that was for me, that's such mm -hmm. a big deal. Like we don't do that over here. We don't even have pubs over here, let alone yeah. sleeping above them. So I remember showing up and like walking in and then asking if they had a room upstairs i'm like what is this like and you go downstairs have a few drinks and then when you're ready you just wander up to yeah to me that's like out of a movie there's, there's no like, getting home it's just i'm done up the stairs and then you come down the next morning they've got like a full spread for breakfast and you're like these people sleep yeah but yeah all right good answer <laughs> uh number four is what is a location that means something special to you I would say Colorado Springs. Colorado. No, I wasn't included on this one. I've never been there. You, this one is, you are not included, but you will be included soon. Yes. Because uh, we have a trip planned coming up starting and. Which is going to be potentially a special podcast. Oh, yes. So stay tuned. But we might be going there together. So I will get to show it to you. But yeah, Colorado Springs. Uh, I went there. I think it was a get. 2013 i feel like i've mentioned 2013 14 a lot which maybe means it was like a pivotal time in my life but um yeah but before that you were studying you were living yeah, at home so you didn't have so much time maybe to get out yeah explore. which is kind of why colorado is special to me because that was i so basically i went there for three months in the fall we have when i was in grad school we would have i forget the name for them but they're basically like internships where you would work you'd pay to work to be honest and then you get experience and um, credit for that. And I picked a location in Colorado Springs where most people were picking really close places. We, I went to school in Chicago. Occasionally people would branch out further, but I just felt like oh, I'm going to just do something completely different. Mm -hmm. So I went out to Colorado. I didn't know anyone there, um, but I was always kind of curious of that area. So I took advantage and went out there and liked it to the point where when I was leaving at the end of three months, I considered moving after I graduated. Like permanently? Mm -hmm. The place I was, had an internship with, I was talking with them about, because they had some job openings and I thought about it, but um, didn't end up going that route, but just loved it out there. I've got a question for you here. Is it difficult to breathe? Yes. So, well, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that in a long time. When I first went there, it is difficult to breathe. But is it like that? The entire time or you just no so i only felt it when i did like exercise so for example i d distinctly remember going there and i signed up at a gym there because i had a gym here and i was like oh, i'll just continue out there went and got on the treadmill there and could barely run and here i was running like five miles got out there could not run on the treadmill and i was like what the heck like this felt so different my breathing and then also the girl so I had a friend of a, of a friend who I ended up staying with, which was another part of why I loved it out there. It was like this random new friend I made who we were really close the whole three months and it was amazing. She took me one of the first weekends on this. There's like a hike where you climb. I can't remember the number, but you climb this massive staircase. I'm going to take you when we go. You know, I'm not going to make that. No, I didn't. I didn't make it very unprepared as I usually am with hikes. And 
again, the breathe, I've never felt anything like it. It's like, you can't get enough air. And I remember her going, we were halfway up. She goes, Oh, maybe we should have let you like adjusted first before we did this. I was like, yeah, maybe. Cause it's almost like, um, you go into like a little panic. Cause I've oh, had yeah. it. So, so from my detailed research on Wikipedia, Ooh. Colorado Springs is at 6,000 feet roughly. We were in La Paz in Bolivia and that was 12,000 feet. So that's double, but we acclimatized by right. heading up very slowly over a period of weeks. And it wasn't actually there. I think it was somewhere else in Colombia on that same trip. And we were probably about 10,000 feet. And we took that, mm-hmm. um, what do you call it? Stair out thing. Is it? What is that called? Monorail. Monorail, yeah. yeah. It's not that either, but it went up. And when we got there, it's the first time I felt a bit worried about panicky. Yeah. Like I could, couldn't quite catch my breath and I felt a little bit dizzy. And was I just making it up in my head? <laughs> but is that... Worst life in Colorado, but I suppose if you're trying to exercise, if you're walking up steps. Again, I didn't really, maybe because it is only, it's a less, I didn't feel it like in general day to day, but when I exercised or hiked, I felt it. Um, the other interesting thing, and again, I don't know, I, I'm not a car person, but my car, I drove out there and when my car got there, it started doing this thing where it would get to stoplights and it would jump. It would like shake. It was really odd. It would just start shaking. So, um, I took it to like a mechanic shop or whatever. And the guy instantly, he saw my plates where I was from and he instantly, he went, Oh, you have to put this in your, um, it was like a solution I had to pour into my gas tank. And he said, Oh yeah. Like your car's not used to. He was like never out of town. Yeah. It was really, but I'm like, how, that was interesting that I found that interesting. Um, but other than that, I think I was okay. The only other thing I have on Colorado Springs for you is Zach Galifianakis. Yes. Oh, you remember me telling you about uh-huh. him. <laughs> so now, first of all, well, you tell this. You tell the story, and I go ahead. Can I just go back? I just thought about something. Yeah, go back. I there's a Olympic training center in Colorado Springs, and I think the athletes train there because then they're better. Their lungs are stronger. They than they so they Is that why they do it? Is my guess. Yeah, unless they're going to an Olympics that's already at altitude, so they won't be prepared. Mm-hmm. But I guess also training at high altitude. I don't know why I just thought of that, and then I, that like reasoning just clicked with me. Yeah, high altitude training is a thing. Yeah. Footballers do that preseason. They, oh, go, yeah. they go somewhere abroad. And anyway, back to Zach. Back to Zach, who's never done high altitude training. No, before. but I've I've distantly met him in Colorado Springs. I'm convinced. So again, this girl I stayed with every I'm, I think it was Thursdays. Every Thursdays, she knew this bar that was in the bottom of this hotel in downtown Colorado Springs, but wasn't, it was like one of those places that like wanted to be fancy, but the clientele wasn't very fancy. And they had this big square bar and we would go there every Thursday. I remember like we would, we did that thing where we're like, Oh, we probably won't go every week. And then like every Thursday mm-hmm. we'd text each other and be like, should we go tonight? We do that now. Here. Yeah. And then she'd be like, yeah, we're going. So it was so nice why we went was they had i can't remember the exact deal but i think they had like half off bottles of wine and then they had sweet potato fries and they had edamame and that was what we had for you dinner haven't changed in eight years no <laughs> and that was we would get like one of each and they were so good and then we share a bottle of wine it was amazing but i'm not i'm so annoyed at myself that i didn't take a picture but i swear like back then i didn't i don't have many pictures from this it's changed like i take more photos now mm-hmm. i have some photos from Colorado springs but not as many and i think i was also just like too shy to take a photo this man 
was sitting across the bar from us, the square bar. He not only was at Galifianakis, he was dressed as his character from The Hangover to the point where he had the exact same shirt on. I think the shirt is like, it's got like a picture of like a baby on it. Like he's wearing a baby or I don't remember. There's a very distinct look to the shirt. And he's got sunglasses on like he wears the movie. Why would he go out dressed as that Galifianakis if he is exactly? Let's be honest though. The way he is, I'm not shocked. No? And you've heard, I've, not you, I've heard of actors doing this before where they dress as their characters occasionally yeah maybe to put people off and go that guy looks, looks like, like him yeah. and again it could have been a guy who looked like him 100 percent dressed in the outfit i need to look up a photo of him from that movie but he has a very distinct look and he just sat at the bar and then i can't gosh i can't remember exactly what he was doing but i think he was sending drinks around to people and i think we got one at some point mm. but like to everyone like which again feels like someone who like it's kind of having fun with it. Yeah, you wouldn't do that unless you've got money as well. Yeah. But like he was, oh gosh. But yeah, so that comes to mind. Okay. So now for the most exciting one on the list. Uh, can you tell me something interesting about the town or area that you're currently living? I'm currently living in... As mentioned earlier, Valparaiso, Indiana. And you're not just currently living here. You were born and I raised born here, here. And yeah. obviously you moved away. You spent a lot of time here. Too much time. Yes. It's very flat. It's very flat. So, yes, I was born here. Um, and was here until I was 18. And then went away for college and grad school. And have been back a couple times um, as an adult. And we're here currently. So an interesting, did you say interesting fact? Something interesting about something interesting about, about her. Her. If you can stretch it. I can't, I mean, to be honest, the, the easiest one comes to mind is that we have a popcorn festival, which is extra interesting because I was born on the popcorn festival. On the actual day. On the actual day while it was being held. So my mom tells it as she was at the popcorn festival parade in the morning and she felt contractions it's one of those things i think this story might have changed as i've gotten older because i have two versions in my head one of she just walked to the hospital but i think there was another version where she went home and then she walks to the hospital it's downtown where the hospital is nobody walks here on the best of days (laughs) True. i think she might have went home and then went to the hospital later in the day but it was the exact day of the popcorn festival Mm -hmm. which is it's this i think it's like the second saturday it's always that weekend in september and i'm born on the 10th so that day she went to the festival and then went to the hospital and had me. So every, I forget how often, but every so often it falls on my birthday still, which is interesting. So why is there a popcorn festival here? Do you know? I, I did some digging. I'll tell you what I think, but I haven't done digging, so I don't quite know. I do know that there's a statue downtown. Which, although it's a newer statue, that wasn't there when I was a kid, of Orville Redenbacher. I'm glad you said that because I didn't know how to say his name. Yeah. Redenbacher. Redenbacher, I think. Redenbacher. is how I say it. Who, I don't think he invented popcorn, but he made it very popular and he, he made his own brand of it. And it wasn't, you know, as well known before him. From what I read, he um, is credited with... Um, saving the cinema industry by making popcorn not just affordable but marketing it for cinema 
Really? I don't know how much truth in that. He's right. from their own website. <laughs> so maybe they're That's cool. overindulging on that. But he is an Indiana native, but he was born 164 miles away in Brazil. Indiana. That's what I was going to say. Because so he's not from here. I didn't think he was from here, but didn't he live here at some point? Is that why? So, yes. Yeah, so he bought a corn plant in Boone Grove, which is 12 miles south of here. I know Boone Grove, yeah. But the thing that I'm a bit unsure about was he bought that in 1970 and the festival began in 1979. So I'm wondering if it was more of a commercial. Oh. Because I don't think you tribute someone nine years after they started. <laughs> that would be pretty impressive. But oh, I've been okay. to one with you. Yeah, when did we went that? Two years ago. I had gowns. Oh, that's right. And then Popcorn Festival, like my memories are, it's hot and sweaty. I have two memories. Which doesn't help gout. Number one, I had gout. Number two, there was no popcorn. Oh, no. I mean, they sell it, but that's not the main event. It's it's cool. It's like a um, like a, what I would call a carnival where like... Um, Games, lots of food. I mean, it's very heavily food. And you have a parade go down the street parade. and everyone does their cars up. And... Yeah, there's a race. Um, a big part of it is booths where they sell crafts so my biggest memory of the popcorn fest as a kid is they would sell these things they were little dogs made out of foam and they put them on the end of this long wire like a stiff wire of metal and you'd buy a dog and then you'd walk around with your dog <laughs> which is ironic because everyone here owns a dog i know but i wanted one every year when i was a kid so yeah. i'd get a little dog we didn't see any of those. Which is interesting because I, again, I haven't, when I went to college, I like stopped going to Popcorn Fest because I was never around. And then you and I went a couple years ago. We met some of my friends and it was a very different experience as an adult because it was just very boozy. Yeah. That was pretty much all we did was just drink and then eat. But do you think the adults back then in your day, when you're rolling your little dog around, they're getting hammered? I don't know, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But I think as well, like it's not on the same subject, but downtown Valpo in the time I've been here has changed so much that it's become like a boozy true drink yeah. out restaurant place in a good way like mm -hmm. it's it's built up so maybe that social yeah joined in maybe yeah but that's a good claim to fame I don't think my hometown has any festivals that was yeah that was kind of the only thing I could think of but it's good a pretty answer. good one great answer. yeah so number six is what one place would you take a tourist in your part of the country and I'm assuming it's the Valparaiso popcorn fest Oh, I kind of forgot about this question, to be honest. I think I would say it's got to be Chicago, right? Chicago's only an hour or so away. Yeah. And it's better than Valparaiso, as in I, my own opinion. Yeah, and it is. And I'm basing this off of some of your family and friends might be coming to see us, hopefully, later this year. Um, and I keep saying to, like, there's been some discussion about they're flying into Chicago. Do we stay in Chicago? Do we move on? Do we come to Valpo? Do we go to Michigan? All this. And I'm, I've been quite adamant of you need a few days in Chicago because for me, again, I lived there for a few years and we go kind of as often as we can because we love it. But to me, like that's what's worth seeing around here. Not that the other things aren't, but. No, but it's the same. It's the equivalent. If people come to Bentley, I'm like, spend your time in london don't don't fly in and go yeah. straight to bed like yeah. it's worth seeing yeah and that's no that's not a knock on valparaiso or on bentley it's just these are small residential yeah suburbs right whereas chicago is and chicago for me i'm hijacking your question go for but it but is the first place i ever saw in america the first time i came here oh that's right yeah was flying in chicago and it is the best it's up there. i mean venice is 
better in this sense. But it's one of the best sights out the plane window as you land. It's so good. You come over the lake, you see. That's what it is. It's the lake. And the American city <clears throat> to most people here will probably take for granted because first of all, people don't travel the world so much here. But secondly, you grow up around these cities. The American skyline of a city, you don't get anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. And I've not been to all the big American cities, but we do with San Francisco, Chicago, even smaller places like DC have this. Yeah. Even Indy, even as you drive past Indy, you get this little tiny little mm-hmm. cityscape. But yeah. Chicago on that lake has one of the best. I know, I've taken so many photos of it out the yeah. like airplane window. But I think for you as well, living there. So you, I, so I you were a student that. and you worked there? Yeah, so I went to there. grad school there for three years. And then um, I worked there for, gosh, I don't remember, another couple of years afterwards. So, yeah, so I was there for quite a bit of time. And before that, as you know, I since I was born here, we would go up all the time. So my relationship with it just evolved to doing different things. But just have always loved Chicago. I think it's such a good city. Also, it's a city with a beach. I know. Which is you quite can't... unique in a way, isn't it? Yeah, well... I don't know many others. I'm yeah. sure there are plenty of cities on the coast, but. And it's a beach to the point where like people just sit out and sunbathe. Well, it's also a beach that's not part of the sea. It's not part of the ocean. So you don't get these tides. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You don't have that issue, but the lake is so big. It's the equivalent of being by the seaside. Yeah. I had to remind you it's a lake. Yeah. <laughs> I've been sitting that big. Okay. Number seven is, we'll change of pace here. Do you have any funny or embarrassing travel stories? I would say this leans towards, I don't know. I don't know if I would describe it as embarrassing. I don't think I was embarrassed at the time or I'm not embarrassed now to talk about it, but um, I guess it'd be more funny and just interesting story would be when, and you are here for this one, although you were in and out of sleep the entire time the story took place. Because mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember you saying to me, like you'd wake up and I'd be gone. And then you'd wake up again and I was there mm-hmm. and I would just keep coming and going, which sums up that entire evening for me. So that was when we were on a 24 hour bus. This was during our Alaska to trip, Alaska to Chile trip. And it was when we crossed the border and then we were taking a 24 hour bus from basically from the border to Mexico city. Well, we were taking that 24 hour bus because, uh, we would, Previous to that, we were on Greyhound buses in the US and they fucked up so many times that we were behind schedule. Yes. So we skipped our destination. We finally crossed the border. Yeah. So by the time we crossed the border into Mexico, we were really tired because we'd done all this mm-hmm. um, shenanigans of trying to get from California to El Paso. Mm-hmm. I don't know what state that's in, probably New Mexico, I'm not sure. And then from there, we crossed the border and then Texas, we hit, is it Texas? I think so, yeah. Either or. We crossed over. And then we had this, I think it was another 24 hours. I think it was too. On one bus. It was insane. One fantastic bus, must be said. Well, it very much changed from the US buses to the Mexican buses. Mexican buses were so much nicer. And if something's going to happen to you, what happened to you? You'd rather be on a Mexican bus. Oh, so much better. So basically what happened was we we were on this 24-hour bus. We were not prepared in terms of food. No preparation. No. Nothing. They pretty much wouldn't have eaten for 24 hours. But to be fair to us, we 
we're kind of like going with the flow. Like we weren't sure what we were doing and then we we're going to find this bus and we just wanted to get there. There was an option to stop in Chihuahua, I remember. To be unfair to us, we do this every time. Yes. But let's Good go point. with it being fair to so, us. So we were not prepared food-wise. But it's weird because at the time it was fine. Oh, yeah. We were like, oh, we just won't eat. I also don't have memories of ever thinking this bus journey is hell because we're not eating. It was more it's hell. Because it wasn't even hell. It wasn't that bad no. until this. But I do remember another interesting thing that we experienced on our travels was they make stops at random places for bathroom breaks or, you know, driver changes and whatnot. And these people come on the bus trying to sell you food that they've made in their own kitchens. Also, just before you go back on that, they also do this thing where they come in with items and they put each one on the back of the chair. <gasps> they walk up that. and then they turn around because no one buys them. For example, them all back up. gum. Yep. Chewing A stick gum. of gum. Or they'll like put it on your lap. And, and if you touch you don't it, touch, yours, yeah, so you don't touch, touch it. it. And yeah. then they're nice about it. They come and pick it right oh, back yeah. up. They don't push it. But anyway, forgot about that. So they would come on, and we didn't speak much, any Spanish at this point. And they come on saying whatever they're selling. And I don't, would you remember what it was? I thought we, I was buying tacos or tamales, which, again, I probably shouldn't have been buying. We just got excited because we saw food. And what it was, was I think it was like a bag of crisps. Yeah, chips, chips in like a cone, twisted into yep. a cone. It was in a shape, yeah. and then poured hot, hot sauce, sauce. Yep. over it. And all he kept saying was "caliente, caliente." Yep. And we're like, yeah, yeah. Sounds but good. I <laughs> thought, for some reason, when he when when I saw that, I knew it wasn't that. But when he was coming around, it sounded to me like tacos, and I yes. thought, oh, I'll have a taco. That sounds good. Which again, the meat. I don't know if I should have bought that, but I was I was planning. I was going to. Yeah. Then he hands me these chips, and I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted, but that's cool. Like, chips. It's food. Which they were very distinct looking, like these fried, homemade, like fried potatoes with lots of hot sauce. Handled by unwashed hands. Yep, sure. that was the problem. So you see where this is going. So, do we each get one or we share? No, we had our own. Yeah. Yeah, we, were, we indulged. And I can't remember. I don't even remember what they taste like or the They're hotness. Good. I don't They're remember, really you know, any yeah. of that. I remember eating them. And it was very soon after that my evening began of trips to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I went to that. So the, on these buses in the back, they have, it's basically the equivalent of like a porta potty. Is that what you guys call them too? Um, yeah, port Same thing. Yeah. So, which they, again, like you said, the ones on the US buses were nasty and they had a very distinct urine smell. These ones were fine, but they're still. Porta potties. And there's not enough room to turn around in. No. You, and the bus yeah. is moving, so you're like moving around. I must have went to that bathroom. This was over a night, so it probably started. I'm just making this up, but say it started at 7 p.m. It didn't end until the next morning. You kept disappearing. Yep. <laughs> I went every 20 minutes. I just kept going to the bathroom nonstop. And my memory was you and I were like positioned like three fourths of the way back. Um, and there was one guy in the very last row, but he was passed out the entire night. Thank goodness. So he was dead asleep. He did not see me. I just kept going back and forth, come sit in the chair. And then I didn't, my stomach hurt. So I needed space for him. Like you and I were next to each other. So I went across the aisle because it was, there's so many open seats, mm -hmm. which again was so lucky because that wasn't always the case on these trips. Mm -hmm. I would like spread out on another seat and I'd be like, oh, I think it's going away. Nope. It's back, and I'd go back to the bathroom again, and then come sit down for twenty minutes. So we did. So we, this is another podcast, that whole trip itself. But we did I think, something like twenty odd buses, and there'd always be a story 
this was your story, but there was always someone. There was Diarrhea Man. Oh, on yeah. The other, on the other one where we, we don't need to go into that now, but there was Diarrhea Man. He was sweet. And there was, <laughs> he wasn't sweet. He was Diarrhea Man. I mean, and, and oh, just, I could see his face. And even, yeah, well, and then there was even, just even the case of you're sitting in the front of the bus and you have to go to the bathroom. And you either oh, I hate that. Yeah. You you elbow about seventeen people as you walk past because of the way the bus is mm-hmm. swinging left and right, left and right. But luckily that your embarrassing story, it was the first bus. What I was gonna ask you was, because that was the first one you've done. Obviously you've done Greyhound, but the first one in the foreign country overlanding. Mm-hmm. Were you thinking at the time, what the fuck am I in for here? Because that's the start of we knew fifteen more countries by bus. Did you think, oh my God, this is going to be hell? Or at that time, you were just like in that moment of. I, I don't know. I don't think I had that moment of like, oh shoot. Um, I think at the time, I was just focused on getting through it. And I was actually remember being like so grateful that it wasn't a busy bus and it was nighttime. So people were asleep. Mm-hmm. So I don't, Honestly. I'm sure someone was aware of it, but I remember thinking, oh my goodness. I'm just glad that's the case. So I don't no, I don't think it put me off at all because we did so many buses after that, and I don't remember thinking like, "Oh, I hope that didn't happen again." And like you said, we were so lucky we didn't get really yeah. sick much. Well, the bus after that, I was sick on it. Was that the one after? Mm-hmm. The very next bus. You actually physically threw up. Threw up in a bag and then held it. For Although hours. that was a very short bus, luckily. About four hours. Yeah, and we had um, when we were on Dragon Man, which was our overland trips with other people. There were quite a few people that were actually sick to the point of. Did someone like have a oh, worms yeah. or something? Like someone they, went to the hospital. They it. were like actually yeah. sick, which again is quite common. Our, yeah. our bodies aren't used to that stuff, but you we can't, you we can't laugh out. your way through it when you're when, yeah. you're when you're on the road. The rules change. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you either laugh, go with it, or you, there's no. What are you supposed it. to do? Yeah. yeah. So no, I don't remember. I was fine. Affecting me. Through the night. Yeah, you you looked fine. <laughs> I do remember you peeking over one time, going, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. I think it was a bit delirious though. Twenty four hours no sleep. So. That was a, yeah. Okay, number eight. What is your most memorable travel experience? Most memorable. So I remember going between two. Do I have to pick one of them? You, Should you I pick one of them? You can do an honorable mention or you can mention both. Or we can... So the two that I came up with that came to mind were, one again was from that same trip, although earlier on when we drove the Dalton Highway up in mm-hmm. Alaska. And then the other one that came to mind was separate trip. When we were in California, one of the times, and we climbed uh, Clouds Rest. Which could well be my most embarrassing travel story. Yeah. Potentially. I've had a few. but Potentially. Yeah. So those are the two that came to mind. I don't know if you want me to elaborate on one of them in particular or. You go. You, you, <laughs> I'm in charge. You can go. We can go with both if you like. I can say briefly. So the Dalton Highway is most memorable because what well, was a big deal, first of all. And it was one of those experiences like there was a lot leading up to it, like even nerves about. Mm-hmm. So basically it was a highway. Did we say it was like 14 hours over so two let, days? Let me set the scene. So. We're trying to start Alaska to Chile. We want to get to the most northern point in USA. Mm-hmm. And we're going down to Argentina, down to the very bottom. To get there, we've got to come from Sleepy Valparaiso, get to the most northern point of Alaska. Mm-hmm. The last leg of getting to the most northern point was the Dalton Highway. 
Right. And it starts at Fairbanks and it's just one continuous road. It's not a highway. <laughs> it's a one lane potholed mess from not quite Fairbanks, just north of Fairbanks, all the way up to Dead Horse, which is Prudhoe Bay, where the oil is shipped back. Mm -hmm. And that trip is about a 14 hour drive if you drive it straight. Okay. So that's, that's the trip you're talking about. Yeah. And like you said, lead the potholes. Leading up to it, I remember being us both being a bit nervous about. We were in my car, Harry. Was it? It was Harry. Could yeah. Harry. The name of my car, and we were quite nervous. Like it was very remote. So if we hit a pothole wrong, what happens? And you looking online, like we said this afterwards, it was not as bad as people wrote no. it to be, but people write it out as because it's from the oil there's it's just semi trucks these shipping trucks and they go very fast although our experience was when they see you they slow down mm -hmm. they still keep going we pull off to the side and stop like you do not try and pass them but they were much more accommodating but anyway the nerves leading up to like we're just trying to start this massive trip what if we break down we like there's no one around we can't car. afford this so mm -hmm. that was kind of nerve-wracking but we did it and i think it stands out because I don't think I've had another experience where like it was just you and I and we would drive for a, a, besides these random trucks you wouldn't see another human we were the only car we were, we're the, the only, only car, car we saw that there was one other tour guide going on at one yes. point for a short time but we were the only vehicle in that 14 hours aside right. from the trucks and you would drive and like stop to take a wee on the side of the road and you would turn a full circle and not see anyone that's well, we had a system of when you need a toilet break the other person it's easier for me, mm -hmm. obviously, although it gets windy out there. You've got to get your direction away and going. <laughs> but we have a system of you use the car door as a shield from the rest of the road and oh, the other yeah. person will stand watch. Good system. And you have to stand watch because although there's no one about, these trucks come flying through. Yeah. And the scenery is completely open. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah. You're in full view. Which is an interesting experience. Yeah, it's a bit intimidating. And <laughs> what I remember from that was the first time we took a toilet break, was about a couple of hours in and then we got back in the car five miles up the road and there was a, a rest stop i remember that as well so, okay there are right. stops. but they're not many they're, for the <laughs> no. most part you're going out in the wild but i think for me the one thing from that the way up there you drove the whole way i did which wasn't planned no but you got to a point where you did the first day seven hours yeah we stopped we camped and then the second day you said oh, i'll start yeah and then you got so far in it's like you have to finish this now. yes yeah, so i finished the whole way and then you drove yeah. some of the way back the yeah. way back we kind of split yeah two hours on two hours off yeah you're right so for whatever reason you did that 14 hours that's very impressive yeah but again at the time i didn't quite realize that like it was just what was happening yeah the other thing i remember is filling up for gas oh that was like I forget how much it was it was over it was about five five sixty yeah which is i mean I know what the price is double normal here More yeah than double yeah but and we <laughs> we had that little gas canister Oh, come and on. the idea was to fit it up so that we wouldn't have to buy it elsewhere. So we carried this extra Maybe that around. should be our most embarrassing story. <laughs> and then when we filled up the gas, it was on empty, for example. And then when we filled it up, it went up like 120. If any. like If that. It didn't move. The needle. It was ridiculous. But we carried this extra gas around the whole time. And in my head, it'd be like, there's a tank of gas. I know. I had no idea. And it was It was like, oh. So we Why do they it. sell those things? They don't do anything. I think there's for like, if you live like, in town. Or your lawnmower. For your lawnmower. Not for Harry. But anyway, do you want to touch on Cloud's Rest? 
briefly, I could just say, again, I struggle between those two because cloud, I don't know, it's hard to put clouds rest away, but that was a trip when we were in California. Was that Yosemite? It's in Yosemite National Park, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty iconic hike. Like people, it's quite well known out there, but also doable, mm-hmm. which because we did it. But is it? It's thirteen miles, I think. I've got. I put sixteen miles question mark. But I think that's because we parked the car quite far from the start uh, of the trail. I think it's a thirteen mile round hike. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the reason, I mean, it wouldn't. It was an amazing hike. I, it was such like varying landscapes, and I mean, just to do that distance is like that's not something we do often. In terms of, it was also a lot of climbing. To be like these big inclines too, so it was exhausting. You're also starting at ten thousand feet, yeah, and you're going up. But the reason I mention it is not because of all these things. It's because you and I decided to do this hike with was it one granola bar each, maybe two, two granola bars, and a bottle of water. But here's the thing: we had about six bottles of water in the car. We got there and we was like, "Don't carry that." I reckon we could split a bowl. I feel like we've. Like, although we've kind of done that before since then, it was such a learning moment. Like, we will never do a massive hike like that again. That's the closest I've come to thinking I wasn't going to make it. So, I was also, that was also a trip where I was proud of myself because I'm not someone that speaks up very much. We are on the way. So, we got to the top and you were hallucinating maybe i'd go sit down yeah you had to sit down i did you got you got to the top but there was like this extra little summit and i was doing a little bit better so i went up to that and then i came back down and you were like trying to make yourself eat your second granola bar and you were kind of hallucinating i can describe it the closest i can describe that feeling because i I don't take drugs would be to be like having about five or six gin and tonics do you remember what it feels like now can you like yeah it's it's like you know when you're 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 drunk you're still on a night out and you want to be sick. Say you yeah. step outside and you get the fresh air hits mm-hmm. you. You feel like you're going to be sick, but you can't be sick. Yeah. You can't stand up straight. Because I tried to follow you up that last bit. I remember. And, and I, I remember saying to you, please don't come because I thought it. you'd be like, it was a little narrow. And at that point we had, what, like four hours back? Oh, yeah. So then you finished the last granola bar and then we had like a little bit of water left. And I was like, we're halfway. And to be fair, like there's other people around. We weren't on our own. No. But then you start going down and you do separate from people a little bit. Like there's not as many people around, but we would have been okay because there were people, but we were getting on the way back down and we got to a point where you had to sit on a rock and you were holding your head and we were out of water. And I was like, okay, I have to do something like this is unsafe. I was seeing colors. The, the, the whole, it was like being in, um, who frame was rabbit. Yeah. Everything was cartoonish. It was so weird. And then this couple walked by us. They were like, and they're what? Maybe 60s? Yeah, for us to shine. They had like proper backpacks with the little like tubes that came with water you could drink as you went. And they walked by and I saw her kind of look at us. And then like, she like, oh, should I say something? And she kept going just because, you know, she's probably like, oh, they're, they would say something. Yeah, they're fine. None of their business kind of thing. So yeah. they kept walking and they got like, I don't know, 20 feet past us. And then I like called after them. And I said like, excuse help, me. Help. And I remember, because again, I'm like not someone asked for help. So it was quite, but like I had to build myself up to do that. And then they were so nice. She was like, oh, like what's going on? And I said, we ran out of water and they were the sweetest. Oh, If anyone, we could have stopped. They had, they gave us like two, they filled our water bottles with their water 
And they said, oh, don't worry about it. We have a filter and there's a stream up here. And we're like, oh gosh, you put us to shame. If that was me, I'd be hiding. They Sorry, gave, yeah. nothing. And not only that, then they were they gave us these like little droplets or tubes or something <sighs> you put in your water that gave you like electrolytes. Yeah. And then they like gave us like food, like granola bar that too. That gave me like six minute boost and then it wore off. <laughs> and <laughs> I still choice. remember we ran out again by the time we got back. We had to like ration that, but they were so sweet. Like we couldn't have picked better people, but that sticks out in my mind just because it was a lesson that we learned while traveling. And we have learned. We now take two bottles of water. Right. <laughs> okay. Question nine in the world of mail. Um, where is the last place that you visited? The last place I visited in terms of, I take that as like actually a, a trip away or. Yeah. It's not um, like. The bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> or the grocery store. Yeah. Um, was. I think it was Maggie Valley for, for both of us. Probably. In North Carolina. When when was that? That was February. But it was Valentine's weekend. Oh, it was. So February. It's May now. Mm-hmm. Um, my One of my close friends, Lisa, she's got a, a distant family member who owns a condo down there, again, in North Carolina. So we'd been talking with them about just doing a little getaway, like long weekend away and this nice couple offered us their place. So we went down there, which how long of a drive was that from here? About nine hours. Cause we yeah, stopped. It wasn't that bad. No, but it was essentially the outskirts of the Smoky mountains, right? Yes. Yeah. That was we went into the smoke Smokies uh, technically like once we yeah. were right there, but so we had this condo and it, we just, it was a really nice weekend. Actually, we did a couple, nothing, big but we did a couple little hikes and touched the appalachian trail touched appalachian trail yeah and then we you know did our usual went out to dinner a few times in breweries and just caught up with them it's i think because of covid it's just been it was so nice to just like do something and just see friends this was the first thing we've done pre-covid since pre-covid yeah and it's the first time we'd left the state apart from like chicago Mm mm-hmm so it's quite interesting to see the vibe of is COVID going on outside of Indiana? Because sometimes you feel like you're so you're the only one suffering. Yeah. Or the only ones go through it. And suffering, we're not suffering. No. We're just hanging out in our parents, your parents' back garden and right. whatever. But going out into the world and seeing if it still exists, and it did, but we were kind of on the edge of um when we generously call them the non believers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of very old it was different. unhealthy people that uh <laughs> not wearing masks or yeah which was interesting or joining in which i think again this is going down a different route but i think people always think indiana's that way and it is more than like cities we've been to cities sure it's different here but that was a different level yeah and, and in a weird way I, i'm not defending them in any way because it really pisses me off for people that don't follow covid but they are those brand of people that like no matter what happens in life they will go about their business yeah and they're like this is what I do and this is my routine and I'm going to get my breakfast and mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my check shirt and you can't stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. And I may wear a gun because I might have to shoot someone. Right. Cause that's going to happen at breakfast. But that's their vibe. And I kind of, you know, from an outside point of view, I kind of respect and admire that weirdly. I hear what you're saying. But yeah. also very annoying. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to question one on this, it's the same kind of thing. Again, the most interesting part of that trip to me was the journey home. Of def- Definitely. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like that. Have you? Because coming from here, you would have. Yeah, I have. So what happened really was a massive, what do you call it, like ice rainstorm. I'd call it an ice storm. 
Yeah. To the point where, so we end up leaving early. And like a day early, not, not early that day. Yeah. Like we were going to leave. What day was it? Monday. We end up leaving like Sunday afternoon driving because Lisa lives three hours from us here on the way home. So we could get to her place. We end up leaving Sunday afternoon. It took a long time. And I, yeah, the icing, the, it was basically like torrential rain fall. But as soon as it hit our windshield, it would like freeze. And then my windshield wipers was the problem. Was, they were freezing. It would be amazing if it wasn't so dangerous. Which I was is, fascinated by it, but it scared the shit out of me. Which is probably now why my windshield wipers all messed up because probably. of that ice. We had to stop several times very much lucked out that we went into a gas station to go to the bathroom and a guy told you pour what is it called uh washer fluid on mm -hmm. top and it melts it we didn't know that no. so it did we had this uh jug of it in the back and we stopped so many times and poured it and then we get back on the roads and I think we're stopping every 10 minutes at one point and i was texting because we were in separate cars we'd stop and i text lisa and be like how are you guys doing we just stopped again us too like we were just trying to make our way back and it was dark and so that that was interesting. But yeah. isn't that the beautiful thing of travel though, that for me it's always the difficult things they stand out, but they're not it's not a bad thing. Like we weren't there, we weren't pissed. It was fun. Mm -mm. We were a little bit nervous because it was dark, you know, right. safety wise, but you look back and those moments are the ones that if you're just going about your normal day mm -hmm. and you're trying to get to the grocery store and do whatever you need to do, those things really piss you off. Yeah. Why can't I just go there, get what I need, come back? But when you're on a trip, whatever happens on that trip, mm -hmm. it's part of the trip and right. that's the beauty of it. And that's what I love about adventuring and traveling mm -hmm. because the trip itself was great. We did some great hikes. We hung out with people we like. We saw some interesting people. We drank alcohol in breweries, all the stuff we love to do. But if we didn't have that difficult journey home, it would not be as memorable a trip as it is. No, because it does stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. For me, that's that's the whole point of, yeah. of travel, just to try and get those moments. Anyway, on to the next question, which is question 10. I can't read my screen from here. What is your worst travel experience? So we don't like to be negative, but there are times when things just really go wrong. And again, you can look back and enjoy it or laugh at it. But in that moment, it's, it's not great. My first instinct was the whole Greyhound experience, but to be honest, I don't want to talk about it because it was that bad. That's just more to piss all over a company that's like shit. I think I blocked. I it. think I blocked out the exact details because it was such a bad experience with Greyhound that I like again. I I can't go back into it. it no, it, horrible, horrible experience with Greyhound. Yeah. So. The next one came to mind again. I feel like a little bit embarrassed talking about it just because. It really wasn't a big deal, but I, if I'm being honest, it was the only time on our, our trip again from Alaska to Chile that I was, I felt a little like afterwards, I, I think I said to you, even like, I feel a bit shook up, but I feel like I shouldn't be hmm. like, I shouldn't, it shouldn't have affected me, but it did a little bit to the point where like the next day I was fine. I wasn't that evening. I was fine. Yeah. But it's also okay to be shaken up by things and not, yeah. you don't like, you shouldn't worry about that because it, it was a weird experience. Yeah. So where was that bus to? It was on a bus in Mexico. We were we heading were... to Merida. Merida. That was it. To the east coast. Towards the east coast of Mexico. Yeah. So we were on a bus. And if my memory's right, occasionally these buses would stop and like someone would come on. 
They come on and check documents. Like a police officer type. Yeah. Would come on and check documents. Or sometimes they just like literally look on and pop off. They like they were looking they, for they come someone. With a camera as well. Oh, they the buses themselves did that. They take your a video camera so they have your face. But anyway. So on this particular bus journey, this police officer came on um and walked down the aisle. And then this was at the point where we were on these Mexican buses and you and I very much stood out as looking not Mexican. And yeah, some <laughs> we didn't and never a problem. Casual rights. <laughs> but he saw us, came over and just asked for our passports. Not a big deal. That happened. So gave them to us or gave them to him. He looked at them and I, you might be able to remember better, but we had like a, a duration of time, right? We were allowed to be in Mexico. There was like a stamp or something. It was like a 28 day pass to, to leave and yeah. To enter and leave. Yeah. yeah. And he was pointing at this and saying, like, you're like, basically, we weren't allowed to be there anymore. We definitely were. Yeah. We were like 10 days. We had miles. Yeah. We were fine. And he kept, and again, this is with his broken English, our broken Spanish, but he's basically saying, like, this isn't valid. But what he did, because the operation was more detailed than that, he got a fellow person to be on the phone. Oh, well, that, yes. English. And he, they handed the phone to me. And he was ready. And I oh, was all pre pre prepared, yeah. What an experience, like that experience of like you being on the phone and you explaining in English, no. And then like I got on the phone, then you got back on the phone, then we passed it to the police officer. It was such a big ordeal. And these poor Mexican people on this bus were just trying to go about their lives. Mm -hmm. And we've held up this whole bus where this guy has. What he wanted, $50 each? Well, at first he was just like, I was a little nervous he was going to keep our passports because he kept, he had them in his hand. Well, he got the bus, we had to hold him on the bus. Well, once he, I think once he left the bus and I was like, he has our passports. Like yeah. I don't have a passport anymore. So that was quite nerve wracking. Then it, it got like, he kept going and kept going. It was a long thing. Got to the point where he was like, get off the bus. And we had our bags. Well, I'm saying to you, make sure you get your bag. Yeah. Get your bag so off the bus because if they it, leave, we're screwed. Yeah. And as it is, like you always put like your big bag under the bus, which was a whole different thing about traveling where I was nervous every time we'd go to get our bags under the bus to be gone, but it never was. And then you have like your personal bag with you or above your head in the bus. Mm-hmm. So we grabbed our personal bags and then we're telling the drivers we're walking off. We need our big bags. Like we need them now. And he was awesome, by the way. We didn't even know the Spanish for bag. At that no, <laughs> but we're like, we need our, you know, we, we got the message across. He, and then the police officer, I think is like, what the heck? He was like, you don't, he's trying to tell us you don't need to get your bus bags off. And we're like, no, we're getting our bags. We're not having our bags on this bus. I think he lost confidence halfway yes. through the scam. 100%. And he started to shit himself a bit because everyone started gathering around and watching. Yes. And he was aware that what he was doing was wrong. And he just thought we'd give him money. And we were like actually getting everything off the bus. Right. And he no, was no, like, no, oh, get, you don't need to do that. You just need to give me money. Get my bag first. So anyway, you and I, we stuck with our gut. We, we got our bags off. We got our big bags off. Um, and we ended up following him over to his police car and he basically made us throw money on his seat. Well, I tried to give him the money and I said, I had $13 in my He wallet. wanted what? Like a hundred? He wanted 50 each per 50 person. Each. And then when I tried, to, I said, this is all I have in my wallet. And I, I took the small notes and he wouldn't we touch it. We hid our bigger money. We hid the big We were money. good. And he, he wouldn't touch it because he knew there'd be people, could be someone filming it and then yep. what he's doing is wrong. So he was like, no, 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 put his hands up on the seat. So I just threw $13. Like tossed his, it. Yeah. And then I think I swore at him and yeah, I was I think getting so wound too. up. And I, you were probably thinking, oh, please get wound up because I do that sometimes. And there's always that line of how far can you go with yes. official people, yeah. People, because you don't know, kind of thing. But I don't know what we ended up giving him just a small amount. Very small, yeah. He didn't get much from us. 
but the beauty, I think the best thing of that story was when we got back on the bus, that bus driver came up to us, mm-hmm. didn't speak English, but he, for the rest of that trip, it was quite a long way to go. Every time we stopped, he came up to us personally and he said, yep. you have this much time. This much time, yeah. Kind of just looking after us the rest and of the And I felt like the other passengers oh, around so us, like a few times, like we'd get up to go to the bathroom and they'd be like, letting us go first, or they were quite, I think they were quite embarrassed. If, obviously, we don't have the same situation, but if that was in England and two Mexican people held up the bus, True. the yeah. English people would be getting so pissed off. Mm-hmm. And they'd be saying, it's fucking foreign, mm. we're slowing us down, I'm trying to get to my journey. From. These people were like, we need to help these guys yeah, out. Yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah. But I think, like the way I described that, it wasn't that scary, but I mean, it wasn't a scary situation. But I think at the time, my adrenaline was mostly about getting my passport back, make sure our bags are off. Also about like, we were going to be stuck at this like station and we had like plans to go somewhere else. And I thought, Oh, we're off the bus now. Don't know what we're doing. I also just like, don't really love like authority people. Mm-hmm. And then this police officer who can't speak my language is kind of like, he wasn't yelling at us, but he's very, very stern. I've never really had an interaction with the police like that. So I think all of it together, I was, we were both, I think very good during the event. And then we got on the bus, we got back on the bus. They waited for us, which is amazing, like oh, you were saying. God, so amazing. We were there for at least 20 minutes. Got back on the bus. He pulled away, and I like felt like my heart started racing at that point, that's, like afterwards. But that's the shock. That's the answer. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. And again, it wasn't a big deal. We were totally fine. But that – and to be fair, that's an, if that's the only thing I can think of from that trip where everyone – was nervous about us going to Central and South America, and that's the only thing I can think of. 16 countries, one dodgy police officer. Yeah, and that was it. it. But it's still, it did shake me a little bit. Yeah, no, it's it's a valid answer, very good answer. Okay, next question is question 11. We're almost there. If you could only ever go to one place again for a vacation, where would it be? That's a tough question. I also think it's a bit of a shit question. I'm still working on this question, but it's in there for now. So the way I took that question was I have to go back to somewhere I've already been. Okay. I don't know why I took it that way, but that's what I took it. Yeah. Also, I think that's, I don't know if it's safer, but like if you pick somewhere you haven't been and then you go there and you're like, oh shoot. Oh yeah. It's the only place I can go now. So I picked somewhere I've already been, but I picked an entire state to give myself some freedom. Oh. <laughs> did you pick the biggest state? <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, I picked California, okay. which part of me also felt like, I felt a bit sheepish about picking a U.S. place because I was like, oh, I feel like I should go somewhere abroad. Yeah. But I have my reasons, so. Tell me your reasons. My reasons were, I think, just like, I don't know if California is diverse, but, like, there's so many different things to do in California. I'm not someone who's, like, all hyped up on California, wanting to move there, you know. But this is a perfect compromise because you get to visit there every year, but you don't have to live True. But I love it there at the same time. I think between like, you've got the coast, you've got these national parks there that are amazing. Some of our best trips have been there. Like the road trips we've taken there are amazing. Uh, the culture is good for us a, a lot of the, the cities. Like it's got city vibe, but also. It's a friendly culture. It's friendly. It's got breweries and wineries. And not, I mean, to me, everywhere in the US is friendly, but California is so laid back. Minus like the the cliche LA people, like Hollywood people, it's very laid back. Fun to look at. I know. They That's a whole different experience. Yeah. But I think for me, just like if you told me, I think the way I looked at that question was like, if I had to go spend time, I could go back there every year and be like, I'm going to do this new park. 
I'm going to road trip up to San Francisco this time, then go down to San Diego this time. Like there's so many different cities and I think it does fit with what I like in terms of road tripping, parks, breweries, yeah. people. Like it, it, it does, does fit. It where, is an incredible, incredible place. I guess when I, that question, like what I was thinking of where we've been abroad, like going back to the same place, I'd still love it, but I don't know. I felt like. Also, it's different enough so that you feel like you're going away. Mm-hmm. It's very oh, different true. to where we live now and where we're ever going to live. We're not going to live in that climate because we, we don't want to. Right. So even though it's US-based still, it's very different from where I'm from. Yeah. But it makes sense to stay within your own culture, surely, because if you mm-hmm. said, oh, I want to go to China every time, mm-hmm. even if you love it, you're going to... Get a little over it, maybe. There's always that, oh, yeah, I don't speak Chinese. Yeah, every time I gotta go to China. Got, like every time you have to reset your brain. Whereas yeah. California is like stepping out and just know a little it. bit. Yeah. You know it, but you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Kind of but yeah, good answer. I'm gonna have to interview you sometime because I like to hear your answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, give me some time. You know what we can do that actually. Yeah, I know. We'll do a Christmas special. <laughs> we have to wait if, till if Christmas. We're still going by, if we're still going by Christmas, we'll do a Christmas special. Okay, so before we do the last question, we're gonna do a bonus question, which is every week is going to be a question sent in by a listener mm-hmm. if we have any listeners and so rotate no so these, these questions won't be ones that are pre-planned you know if i'm thinking about them. but this this week's question is and it comes from jess from the what's her podcast called again my sister from another mr and me and me yep and me mm-hmm. so that's from jess and the question is what do your adventures give you that you couldn't have otherwise I hope I wrote that down right, but I think that's what she said. That's the gist of it, huh? Yeah. I think my adventures are like our travels. I don't know if I would say I'm more a more spontaneous person, because I don't think it's like we're being spontaneous, but I think I'm more... I, I, I think I'm a little more open to doing things. And you and I as a couple, but even individually are very good about doing things mm-hmm. in day to day life. Like mm-hmm. we like to, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but like every weekend we're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We love to do things. Yeah. We're great people. Is what you think. Pretty much. But I think when I'm traveling, that's even to a different level of like every day. I'm like, what, what are we doing today? But I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, how do I want to word this? Like, even though like, I think what bothers me and you, I know it bothers you too about like day-to-day life here is the routine of it. And when we're traveling, those routines aren't routines cause they're new. 100%. But like, yeah, say for yeah. example, when we were volunteering in Bolivia, every Friday night we went and got a crunch bar and a diet Coke or whatever, that was a routine yeah. and it, became a problem to the point where we were like, we need to stop doing this every Friday. It came from to where the woman that ran the store. Oh, knew she was lovely. <laughs> do you want to impersonate her? I, for can't, the... I can't do it. I can't do the voice. Very high pitched voice. Yeah. That became a routine, but because we were traveling, it wasn't, it was different for that month. Say we did it for a month. That was different. Where if we did that here, it'd be like, why are we doing this again? You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. And to even build on that, I think, cause I can kind of answer this question as well, because it's not in the usual questions. Mm-hmm. The same on the same logic, but things like when you're when you're doing and this is like longer term travel, when you have to stop to do your laundry, yeah, and stuff like that. That's it's not a choice. If you're doing your laundry here, it's like, oh, fuck's sake, I need to go and right. do this again. But when you're on the trip, it's like right today, 
is laundry day. The bag is dirty. We need to get all this done. And you're almost excited. It's like, oh, we got a day oh, out here. Thank- How are you going to do this? You have a day out and also I'm going to have clean clothes tomorrow. Yeah. And you have that moment of like, I'm so excited about what I'm doing today. And it genuinely becomes like a mission. You find out the way to do it. And that is your morning and it's done. But it's not, it's at no point it's a chore. It's, it gives you that. So I guess the answer to the question of was it give you couldn't have otherwise is that every single event in your life at that time, time slowed down, time's on pause. You think yeah. don't it's the same as being in a traffic jam. If you're trying to get to work, it's a pain in the ass. If you're on a trip, it's like, let's look out the window and see. And you don't, even though, and this was interesting too, you told me this before we traveled because you've done it before, but you still do have a schedule in your mind in terms of, oh, it's Friday, it's a weekend. Yeah. But you also don't like when, especially when we weren't volunteering with more of a schedule, that was really refreshing that any, it could be a Tuesday and you're like, oh, you act like it's a weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That lack of Monday through Friday and then the weekend. Like, I think that was super refreshing that I had never really experienced as an adult before. Yeah. It's, it's certainly something that once you've had it once, (laughs) it's hard. Yeah. You want to catch again, but you can get, you don't have to go on a, month-long trip you can go well, on a weekend break and if you get into that mindset as soon as you leave your front door yeah this is the next 24 hours 40 hours, whatever right three hours you're just going out for a trip if you get to that mindset wherever it happens now is part of that trip doesn't matter right good or good or bad there's no bad i mean there are bad things that can happen but it's all part of the experience of and then the memories of doing it right so that's a good it's a good extra question that was a good question okay we're going to finish up with and we have about nine minutes to squeeze this in so we'll easily get that in unless we mm, go into I'm the like, politics of like it chatty. the <laughs> question 12 is um what's next what's, what's next? the next trip you have planned well, we might need more than nine minutes because this is a complicated one isn't it it is for times right now yeah. it took a turn today as well yeah so it's interesting we're filming or filming we're recording this today i do hope you're not filming <laughs> yeah we don't want that do we so it was supposed to be and probably still is hopefully england very soon as in what 10 days how yeah 10 days 10 days we're hopefully going back to england to see your family um your sister's getting married which unfortunately i'm definitely not attending you probably not attending (laughs) so anyway the gist of it is that we were going back for um, your sister Emma's wedding, but because of all the pandemic um, restrictions, there was an, a new announcement today, and we're, it's made it a little bit more complicated. It was already complicated, so we knew that going into it. It's not like it's a shock, but we were hoping for some better news today, and we didn't get that. So it's going to involve many COVID tests and quarantines and not going to the wedding anymore, but hopefully still getting to see your family and i think we're both at a point we need a little break away from we here decided, so didn't we regardless this is a podcast about you but it's turning into about us which i like because i get to be involved mm-hmm. we decided that no matter what we're going to do something next week just to get out of town we we need a break backup a was bahamas that was random last night <laughs> you got on your phone started googling bahamas for some reason and i saw it was on the map it's, it's true. On the US map is the closest well, so yes, see to Florida. Yesterday, we we start we have a map on the back wall of our apartment for our uh, honeymoon trip, and we were like, "Where are we not covering on this this road trip we're going to be taking?" And you mentioned Kansas because it's in the middle, and we're yeah, not touching, we're it. Not touching it. it. And then you jumped to Bahamas, and 
surprisingly, I went with Bahamas over Kansas. Yeah, we can do either. Both for but a, anyway. Well, Kansas is in a price, price range, but anyway. We are hoping to still go. We're planning to probably still go to England, but we need to figure it all out and make sure it's I'm allowed to go. We're both vaccinated, so we feel safe enough going ourselves, but we need to... Whatever the, whatever the government's let us do. We need to figure out the logistics of it, but uh, that's probably what's coming up. If not, something else, and we'll let you know. So you're either going to England or we're going to be at your parents' house having a pie. We are going somewhere because I need to get away. <laughs> All right. Should we go away now and get some pizza? Yes, I'm very hungry. Let's do it.